happy Monday morning. Um, I'm up early again, recording this so that I can post the podcast. I think I'm going to start doing it on Mondays, even though we record it later in the week. I think I'm going to start posting them on Monday. Um... So that it's some beginning of the week. And then my other podcast comes out at the end of the week. So I think I'm going to start doing it that way. I know I sound sleepy because I did just wake up. But uh, this is the week of the 4th of July. Most of y'all, most people aren't working this week. I actually have to work the entire week except for Thursday. So um, pray for me. But um, this week it's just me and Nikki, and I think that we really start to unpack some things about our dating lives. I think that you guys will find super duper interesting. Um, but it was it was good, super duper conversation. So I hope that you guys enjoy. Um, we did drink this week, not as much as the week before. <laughs> But we did drink. And again, like I said, we're going to have to start a fund so y'all can start sending us money for liquor. Because I think when we drink, we loosen up a bit. And that is when you really get the good stuff. But again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, this long, I can't believe people still listen to me and still want to hear us talk about the crazy stuff that we talk about. But thank you, and I appreciate you, and I hope that you enjoy this week's Trunk Club Confessions. Hey, y'all. Hey, guys. It's just me and Nikki this week, minus Daniel. We miss you, Daniel. Hi, Come to the South Side North. Right. Um... Uh, <laughs> we are here just uh, shooting the shit for right now, but I guess we, we always start with the Fooly Wang. Yes. Tom Foolery this week in Tom Foolery. Oh, much of it today. Um, <laughs> this week in Tom Foolery for me, I um, actually, well, hold on, let me go back. Because I don't ever think I talked about my little Twitter crush. The uh, the little boy that's not really a little boy, but is a little boy. <laughs> Can you be specific? Um, he's thirty two. Oh, babies. Oh, um, and he has children. Um, one of them is a year old. Oh, but either way, uh, like I've been lightweight stalking him. He don't know, but um, I do want to. Is that the videos one? The one? Yeah. Oh, him. I, I'm, I'm in again. Oh, I wanna. Um, I just wanna rub his tummy. That's and, my um, type. That's my type. Yeah, <laughs> he is like he for real is my type. <laughs> and I mean, I'm probably his mama age, but <laughs> mama need love too. I mean, but like <laughs> mama need love. Jesus too. H Christ, he. I said he put up a picture, a video, or something the other day, and. I was like, I said, I commented on it, and he wrote me back. He was like, I love you, and I was like, and I well, love sit on you. your face. So <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. He know what I want. Yes, claim it. Claim um, it. But he, uh, you know, he's a kid. Like he, 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 he has interesting tweets. But you know, I always feel like the people with the interesting tweets usually are not. Don't live up to the hype, but I mean, he did have a he did have a review on Dick Yelp, and now I can't find it. I was gonna say I ain't never found it. Yeah, I know I couldn't find it. It was too it was too many to go through, cause I was just like, what the what? Um, <laughs> so I didn't um, so I didn't try to, but I think that that was how I found him was because I remembered the Dick Yelp. When he sent me, like, when I, he followed me. And I was like, is this the dude from the Dick Yelp page? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I was like, I mean, but he's, I mean, so cute. Just, like, adorable. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, but uh, I talked to him every once in a blue moon. It ain't nothing serious. He just said, I told him today that he was a brat. And he was like, I only, because he, he called me Miss Stressful. And he was like, I only stress him out when I don't give him what he asked me for. 
And I was like, sir. What is he asking for? He's asking me to send him videos of things. Oh. And I am not doing that. Because oh. <laughs> I feel like it'll wind up on Pornhub or some shit like that. I don't know. Oh. But, um, <laughs> but I have told him no. Wait, what did Megan the Stallion say? <laughs> I'm going to send somebody else's titties. Yeah. You can t- uh, titty fish. You yes. Yeah, I might, I might actually have to titty fish it. There you go. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> And that might work in my favor. I had to think about that. But anyway, so um, the other day, somebody volunteered to give me money for my pedicure. And then they never gave me the money. Oops. So then I said something else. I said I wanted an iPad for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And this is me just talking on Twitter. Like, again, what did we say last week? I don't think that anybody is listening right. or paying me and then any attention. What happened was, and so I was like, I want a, a iPad for my birthday. And the same person who said they was gonna give me money for my feet was like, I got you. And I was like, Well, how you got me when you ain't even give me the money for my foot? Never. For my feet. So what are we doing? So then he sent me money for my feet. Um. But then, you know, I mean, like, he's a cool dude, so we've been talking. He's super cool. But, you know, I, I went to my shallow boat, and I asked how tall he was. That's my shallow boat. And he is very much, very much, very much, very much shorter than But I'm trying to be an adult, because most of the time, I would usually stop talking to people almost immediately. And it would just be a done deal. <laughs> if you would stop talking to him, how would you have gotten your toes done, dear? I mean, he that was before I asked. Oh, he oh. sent me the money before I asked. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I accept all gifts, girl. What are you talking about? So, I don't know. I'm still feeling them out. Feel me. And I'm feeling them out because me... And uh, Nikki had a conversation earlier this evening about men whose love language is words of affirmation. Ooh. Oh, God. That's Ooh. a lot of work, son. Ooh. Like, to act, it's like you have to constantly compliment your man. And, and no, it's not constant, but you have to, you know, remind them that they're good at things or that they look nice or, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. I mean... And wait a minute, girl, because the ghost is words of affirmation. No, we good. Right. And it's just for me, because I'm a quality time person, Mm -hmm. I don't really want to spend my time telling you things about you. I just want us to be together. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's a conflict of interest because you want me to be like, you're so pretty. (laughs) You look so yummy to me. Oh, God. And I, if anybody knows me, they know that that is not who I am you, as a person. You saying that drained a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Did it make you feel some kind of I way? Like, Did uh, it make you feel some kind of way? It just drained my energy a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like it's like, not, I'm not that type of person. Like, I'm going to compliment my man. If you're my man, I'm going to compliment you. I mean, you're going to be the finest thing smoking. Yes. If you limp and got a, a crooked eye, you're going to be the finest thing I talk about all day long because you mine. But the fact that I have to keep continuously telling you that it's going to pluck all the nerves that I have in my system. Yeah. Why can't I just meet a man that like to give gifts? If I did, I, can I meet me <laughs> one who love language is gifts? Just where give, is he? Where he at? Just give me some shit. Like, and then we good to go. Just give me something. Because all these words you want me to give you to, to help you feel good about you. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to tell you that you're good at something, but help me, Jesus. I mean, when I was with uh, uh, Old Bay, he was quality time. Mm-hmm. So we were good because we were quality time together. So, like, we literally would just lay in the bed and do nothing. Mm-hmm. But, we, but because we were laying there together, we were making moments. <laughs> in our mind, mm-hmm. we ain't never go nowhere. So, look, we watched Magic Mike. That was a moment. Mm-hmm. Like so, any man willing to watch Magic Mike, that is a moment. Yes. So, uh, so it's just, you know, I'm still feeling them out. And I mean, it's only been a couple of days, but I'm still feeling them out. And then, you know, like you know, like when you meet people online, 
and like you've been talking to them consistently and you go to take a dump and it takes a little longer and they be like, did you leave? Oh, <laughs> what? What? I had the shit. Like, obviously, I just went to the other room. Like, damn. You don't have to. Damn. You know, wait a minute. You know, that's a lot for me, Nikki. Like, no. I just, like uh, damn, relax. I just, uh. But either way, um, one, two of the dudes that I met on uh, Plenty of the Fish that I hadn't heard from circle back. One of them actually, one of them actually is a garbage man. All right. In Cherokee County. Wait, where is, for me that don't know where Cherokee County is, where is that? Cherokee County is north of the city. How north? Like, um, super north? <laughs> like, okay, I'll tell you exactly. Remember we went to the casino? Yeah, <laughs> casino. <laughs> Look, according to my mama, the casino. Yes. We had to go through Cherokee County. That's north. Yeah. That's damn near out of state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the crazy thing is that, but he lived in DeKalb County. Like, he don't even live in Cherokee County. Damn. Right. That's a commute. Right. Okay. But, obviously, they pay the money. Because, you you know, my mom always said, you know, trash men make a lot of money. They I was, do. I was like, I know my grandfather was a, a garbage man. <laughs> my mom I was like, he was paid. Yes. <laughs> so, like, you know, he yes. has a job. He has a vehicle. He has a place to live. Okay. So, you know, he, he meets all the basic checkoffs. Okay. He's my height. Hot, hot damn. He's not bad looking. Okay. Um... So like if me and him if he wants to hang out, I'm willing to hang out with him. He's I don't like his name because it's like a hood name, but you know. We have those. I'm just gonna make it short so that I don't have to say it, you know, hood style. Okay. Uh the other guy is taller than me and he's a personal trainer, so you know I'm already feeling some kind of way about that. Mm. I don't want you, you know, analyzing my plate if we go out to get something to eat. <laughs> Uh, why you gotta eat that pork? Yes, nigga, I know this is a protein and this is a bad fat, but I'm finna fuck it up. Like, uh, dumb. You gonna eat all them carbs? Yes. <laughs> Every single carb, and I'm, I might eat the ones on your plate if you keep fucking with me. <laughs> you ain't eating. Because you, you ain't eating yours, I might eat yours. So watch yourself. But no, um, he doesn't seem like that type of person, but he's actually from Florida and has only been in Atlanta for like a year. So he doesn't really know his way around town, per se, because he does everything, you know, on his side. of You know, you move somewhere, you stay in your circle until you really learn places. That's not me, because I just was like, the first day I moved here, I drove around the whole damn city, because mm-hmm. I wanted to know where I was going to be. But, um, I mean, so those are pleasant conversations that I have. You know, we talked about Mercury and Retrograde coming up soon, so... We don't know what's going to happen with that. But um, my island men have uh, disappeared, which is okay with me. Yes. Because um, they was doing way too much. And um, I think that's it for my uh, tomfoolery. It's, you know, it's been a slow week. All right. Well, let me get some of the preliminaries before I get to the major thing. So, I didn't even tell you this. Oh, Jesus. So, peep this. Friday, I do my Friday ritual, which I smoke a cigar, chill, hang out for the night. So, Friday, I was sitting outside. It was hot as hell outside, but I was sitting outside. In your backyard? No. At the oh, cigar the, spot. Oh, Okay. And spot. I was chilling, minding my business, and this guy starts walking up to the uh, bar, to the cigar bar. He was about 5'10" chocolate purple shirt on gray goatee and beard bald head look just like my ex-husband i was about to say when you i tell you tam i i i you know how you be like oh when i see this motherfucker blah blah, blah yeah. tam you froze i froze i started sweating eyes eyes my eyes started watering up I literally was like... He was about to go all the way I home. did not know what the fuck to do. So I was talking to my therapist. Yes, I called my therapist because I ain't never had no shit like that happen to me. And she's like, bitch, that is PTSD. She's like, bitch, 
Bitch, that is PTSD. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, that's PTSD. Like, yo, you, you, you went through some things. And Shondo. you may not, you know, you, you maybe physically feel like you're fine and everything is all to the good. She was like, but that's PTSD. She's like, you, you wowed out. On the inside, my heart was racing. My hands got clammy. Like, I had 70 symptoms. Yeah. Only for this nigga to get within a foot of me. And realize it wasn't him. To realize it wasn't him. That's how much he looked. He looked like his older brother. And he only had no other brother. To my knowledge, he only had no older brother. Right. He looked so much like my ex-husband that I was ready to, like, scream, cry, fall out all at once. Fight and everything. Yes. That's crazy, yo. So, I spent 10 minutes trying to gather myself together because I was, when they say shook, I was shook. Wow. With seven old shook. Wow. So, now I had to take my ass back to therapy for a little while and see how I can figure out how to not have PTSD from a nigga because we're in the same city. That's what I was about to say. I was like, it would be a different story if y'all didn't live near each other. Yeah, but we're in the same city. So, there will come a time where it will not be a doppelganger. It will be the motherfucker. And I got to be ready. I got to stay ready. So, I ain't got to get ready. Yeah, because I ain't going to let you. uh, I'm not going to let you fall on me. Mm Mm-mm. Cause if, if you gotta hang on to me, hang on to me. But uh, I can run him over with my car. I, I can fight him with my hands. Shit. I have no problems with that. Yeah. So that's that's the one little thing. So I'm suffering from PTSD, unknowns to me. Jesus. Um, the other thing that I think I told Tam offline, but I'm telling y'all, is that the ex boyfriend called me after last week's podcast. And got on the phone, didn't address nothing that he should have addressed. He got on the phone, and in typical Sagittarian male, see, eyes bust flat, Sagittarian male egoness, talked about himself, talked about how he was doing, how things are so much better now, blah, blah, blah. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, so we ain't even gonna talk about the elephant in the room. We're not going to discuss what used to be our relationship. We're not going to discuss even now. And he said something to me that I find interesting, and we might discuss this later on. <laughs> so you see him like He said, with all the things that were happening in my life, you were the only person I wanted to reach out to and talk to because I knew you would understand. And I said to myself, I'm going to sleep. why am I this good of a fucking friend? Why? Am I this good? Am I that good of a friend? Look. Am I being a friend when I don't need to be a friend? Well, I'm going to need you to wake your ass up. <laughs> I was just like, what? Uh, uh, what? What? Why do they do that, yeah? I don't know. But he surely said that to me. And I was just like, uh, uh, okay. And then towards the end of the concert, so how are you doing? I I, I don't even really want to talk. Uh, uh. So since then. Real like us. Exactly. So since then, it's been, I've just been kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, so the big part, which I told Tam already as well, my pseudo boyfriend and I had a falling out pre retro, pre Mercury retrograde. And I've not talked to him since Sunday and I am pissed about it. So, long story short, I don't understand what went wrong. And the men that listen to the podcast, can y'all send me a DM and let me know what I did wrong? Because I feel like I don't know what the fuck is going on. We had a great weekend together. We went out. We came home. And uh, we were about to go to bed. And I told him that my back hurt. And he asked me if I needed to see a chiropractor. And I said, no, usually someone will crack my back. He said, usually like ex-boyfriends. And I said, I don't know what that has to do with the conversation at 2 o'clock in the morning. But we ain't talking about no exes at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. He got an attitude with me, I guess because I didn't want to discuss it. Rolled over and went to sleep. Fast forward the next morning, he still got the same attitude. (laughs) I asked him about it. I break down the, the whole thing, like, no, this is what I'm trying to say, da, da, da. He busts out with the whole, I know I'm not what you're used to dating. I don't know what that means by, uh, I mean, I know what that means, but I don't know what that has to do with the conversation. 
And then proceeds to basically pack his stuff and leave. And we ain't really talked since then. Look. So, man, can y'all let me know? Is it re- is it really just Mercury and retrograde? Like, pre, pre-pre with the bullshit? Like, I... So I told Tam that tonight, free <laughs> free with the bullshit. With the bullshit. Yes. Yeah, so tonight, come hook a crib. We're gonna have a conversation, and I'm over this shit. And apparently, I'm still on the fucking market. So if y'all interested in me, you need to let me know because this hot girl summer is about to fucking commence. Oh good god. I'm tired of playing games with these niggas. Like, I'm tired of people wasting my time. I'm tired yes. of people. I agree coming across and and doing things and then the moment a little bump in the road transpired your ass want to break left how this is why y'all motherfuckers can't never be in relationships if y'all would get over little bumps in the road then maybe you could do something with the major shit but if little petty things is making you run for the hills then i don't need you let your mama keep you fuck you i'm just sick of it it's like the last Three, four dudes I've dated, the uh, the smallest thing happens, and oh, I, I'm running for the hills. Well, guess what? Be your ass miserable for the rest of your life because you ain't gonna find a bitch better than me in your life. I just, uh, I'm sick of it. I, just, uh, I don't even know. I know what I want to say, but I I am in total agreement with Nikki. It's just, you know, in the past couple of weeks when we had Daniel, we talked about. Things that were important to us in situations like consistency and being a good communicator. But I also feel like for some men that the easy way out is always the better way out. And a lot of times the easy way out for them is to not uh, be the bad guy. So instead of uh, breaking up with you, they'll do some fuck shit so that you break up with them. Or... Start a fight. Yes. So, you know, things like that. So it's just, you know, just come to terms with what it is and just say it with your chest. And that's like, the thing. I would, like, prefer, I would prefer you just say it with your chest. It's like, it is what it is. Yeah. And men always, I want this. I want a woman I could be honest with. I want a woman I could talk to, blah, blah, blah. When you get provided that woman and she don't trip on dumb stuff you say and dumb stuff you do. You still find a way to fuck it up by not right. communicating, by running, by being scared, by closing off, by doing all the things. Everything that you said you wanted, you got presented with. And when you got it, you ain't know what the fuck to do with it. And I'm tired of that. Like, so many men. Like, I'm, and this is going to come across arrogant. I don't give a fuck. I am one of the easiest motherfuckers to get along with. Mm-hmm. I'm easy to talk to. I don't trip over major stuff. A nigga look at some booty. I don't give a fuck about booty that you looking at. You can go to the strip club with your boys. You can watch sports all day. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Right. Some of that same nagging bullshit that other people be complaining about. Right. You ain't going to get that out of me. But then I present you with everything that you asked for and then some. I like sex. I give great head. I do tricks. I wish stilettos. The fuck? She said, I, I smoke cigars. I drink bourbon. And this is me. This is not even, oh, I'm trying to please a nigga. This is who the fuck I am. This is how I'm built. Right. And I'm giving you all that and more. And I'm just, oh, you, you're like a wife and da-da-da. You're great. You're amazing. Keep me then. What is the fucking problem? It's something about the keeping part. Man. And niggas wonder why. Yeah. In my 20s and 30s, I was such a fucking heartbreaker. I was love them and leave them. Okay, you can, you can go. No, ain't no cuddling. You can leave. Bye. Right. Have a good night. And I let that old girl die. I let her die when I got married. That bitch is coming back. And she is clawing to get out. Man, listen. Shit. You ain't said nothing. Niggas, get it together before I for real turn into a hoe. Seriously. She. I've been drinking. It's preaching right now. I'm just laughing. I'm saying, like, please get it together before I do turn into a no. You need to pay for this, or no, you need to do that, or no, you before I get for real on y'all. That's but but sometimes, and that's the thing is that 
You don't really want us to get for real on y'all. You don't. Even though you act like you do, you don't. 98% of y'all wouldn't have a chance. You couldn't even say my motherfucking name if right. I turned into that bitch. I would, not, I would be ignoring text messages, phone calls, emails. You show up at my door, I'm not answering it. I'm going to call the police on right. your ass. So please don't make me turn into her. I don't want to be her. I left her 10 years ago, give or right. take. And that's just, uh, it's just, it's a lot. Yes. I mean, we have established that, you know, being in a relationship is a lot. It's like a second job. It's work. Yes. You have to maintain it. You know, it's like your landscape. You can't, you know, get them to come and put the flowers in all pretty and everything look perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the dog dig all the shit up. And you just be like, but it was perfect. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you self-sabotaging and Yes. yes. So, I mean, but you know what? For even the people, men that self Men, I think that women recognize themselves as self-sabotagers. Yes, before, I've been that. Before men do. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times, I feel like men subscribe to the philosophy is that they homie did it, they can do it too. Mm-hmm. And it becomes the homie philosophy. So, like, if you have a whole bunch of boys and ain't none of them married, you ain't going to get married because they're, that's not their language. Mm-hmm. They don't talk the language of married. But if you your best friend got married and had kids and spoke highly of his wife, mm-hmm. your attitude would probably match his more so than the dude, you know, his friends who ain't never been married or don't express any interest in but, being married. And I agree with that, but I guess at what point did you just be a fucking individual? But that's the thing is that you have to you have to find people that are strong enough to be themselves because people will be themselves with you in private all the time, mm-hmm. and then in a group setting will turn into somebody else. Hey, do that to you in a heartbeat. Therein lies the problem. Yep. Keep that same energy. Energy. Yep. All the time. That's and that's because I'm. I mean, for me, but you know what? That and and outside of that. That also has to do with how comfortable are you with you. Right. Because I, if, if I'm cold switching, I'm cold switching at work because it's corporate and right. professional to when I'm outside. But I'm not cold switching in between relationships. Like, right. I try and be, at least I try to be, and my friends tell me if I'm lying, I try to be consistent regardless of the friendship, regardless right. of who it is I'm in front of. Right. I try and stay the same person. So if I have to... If I'm, if you and I are talking, and I have to talk shit about a nigga, but I can't say it to that nigga face, that's a problem. Right. You know, to me, that's a little bit, that's code switching. And I'm like, no, I'm going to keep that same energy. Yeah. Regardless. I'm just sick of it. I'm very sick of it. I want you niggas to get it together. In fact, <laughs> you ain't got to get it together. Don't worry about it. I got it. Because hey. once I take over, it's a done deal. Yeah. I mean, but I get, again, me and you were on the same level when it comes to the frustration gap. We are in the same space. Um, but, uh, God, that, the foolery just went to a spiral. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And we're, shit, we 26. 26. That's what I was like. That's what I said. Sorry for venting and yelling. But no, I think that when we vent and, you know, go off it, it opens up a lot of a lot of things that other people feel. Like they don't sometimes they don't know how to communicate it or what to call it. Or that sometimes people think it's only them that's experiencing it. And a lot of times when people take that, they always take the what's wrong with me route versus mm-hmm. The what maybe what's wrong with the people that I choose, mm-hmm. or what's wrong with those people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's it, so that I think that when we you know go on our ramblings, it kind of helps the progression of things. You know, I was thinking about it earlier today. The uh, book, the Four Agreements, and one of the agreements is do not take things personally, right? Mm-hmm. I struggle with now with all the four fucking agreements. And if you ask me what all four of them are, I can't tell you. But I know that for that one because it's the one I can't. I try not to. I work I'm working on it, but it's so ingrained in me to somewhat take things personally. Right. Especially when you have the kind of heart that is open and giving and you just that kind of person. 
it's like um when you, I'm just giving a random ass example. You have a parent that you just love, 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 and you nag the shit out of them because you love them, and then they just snap off on you and be like, "Leave me alone!" And you be like, "Damn." But Judy. I just wanted. To... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I just wanted to say hi. Right. Right, and it's like when you have that kind of heart, and then somebody does something like that to you, then you're like, "Damn." Yeah. Really. And I don't want to harden myself. I mean, I could if I have to, but I don't want to harden myself. I just want to be. Right. You know? Because it's easier to be, but I, I think for me, I have spent so many years hardening myself that I'm having, I, my struggle is the opposite. I just want to be, but I don't know how to anymore. Mm-hmm. Be, because it's automatic for me to all, you know, first thing, somebody with a penis walks up and says, hello, guard up. (laughs) (laughs) And I know for people that's going to sound crazy, but that's really what happens, you know, for me. Mm -hmm. And I think to just be is probably the most simple, easiest thing to do is to just be. And it's like, there's so many people out here in the world that are either just ain't right, they fucked up, or just, you know, they're, they seek to gain things from other people mm-hmm. that sometimes you can't even be because you got, you looking out for the evils. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just, and, that, and it kind of sucks because, like, I think I'm a pretty cool person. I don't, I'm very chill, very laid back as you. And I don't, I don't feel like I, I feel like in my relationships, I don't ask for enough mm-hmm. because I'm so laid back, because I'm so chill. Like I don't make the special requests that, you know, I see all these other people making all these special ass requests. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's not, it's not in me to mm-hmm. be that way. So sometimes it's just, you just run across. I, and I feel like sometimes you, it's certain people you're supposed to run across, but like that making, having the discernment, and that is what I ask God for all the time, is the discernment to know when somebody is being genuine and when somebody is playing me like a flute. Mm-hmm. Like you always want, you know, that's the thing is that you find something you want to be like, why? 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 Why'd you do it? Why'd yeah. you do it? Yeah. You want to know where the origin started, but sometimes I don't need to know why because it has nothing. Most of the times, those those reasons for whying have absolutely nothing to do with you, but it wears on you if you have even a few insecurities mm-hmm. that seeps in, and then from that point on, it's all trash, trash, not treasure. No more, because it's just a, you know, and depending on if you fight for it or if the person that you're with really wants to fight for it, mm-hmm. you know, you can call that shit a rap. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Because that's definitely how I'm feeling lately. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you said something that kind of, I, I think what we may just discuss tonight is insecurities. Because, you know, I can talk about mine, you can talk about yours. Everybody got them. Right. You know, even, I'm sure. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, has insecurities about certain things. And it's like, when your insecurities meet up with somebody else's insecurities, it's like demons playing with each other. Yeah. You know? It's like, okay, so if I'm insecure, and I'm not... Okay, let me just go and be honest. I'm a little insecure about my weight. I'm not Uh a thousand percent like I have in the past. But I'm a good maybe 30% insecure about my weight, right? But if I'm insecure about my weight and then I meet up with somebody that is, I don't know, 40% insecure about how they look, that's 70% worth of a relationship of people that are insecure about something. That's a huge chunk Mm -hmm. in a relationship, in a friendship, in a situationship, whatever we're going to call it, that are insecure about something. And that's going to clog up that 100% that y'all should be giving to each other. So I'm just like, so I don't know. I don't know. Insecurities are the devil. We all have them. I guess the question is, is it best to get your insecurity, talk about your insecurities up front, or are you worried 
that a person's going to use that against you? That's such a good question because I am the I am of the latter. Like I don't want to tell people up front because I feel like they use it against me. Mm. And that stems from the warrior mentality of my mother. Mm-hmm. Is that you know my mom always says that when her and my dad got divorced, we're separated. And she always wanted to get back together. Mm-hmm. She was like, because, you know, this is my husband. We need each other. We have kids. Well, mm-hmm. my mom said what made her say no, final straw. She was like, either she was coming to get me. And this is like. I'm sorry, I had a, my whole life just flashed before my eyes. Good God. You alright? Yes, yeah, that was weird. But my mom, my mom always told me this story that when she wanted to get back with my dad, like when they were separated, mm-hmm. she went to him and was like, look, let's try to work this out. Mm-hmm. And she said, my father laughed at her. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> he laughed at her. And she said that the moment that he laughed at her, it was a wrap. She was like, everything she felt for him disappeared from her body and went somewhere. And he was public enemy number one. Damn. So, so Damn. imagine that is the person that's raising you. She's a single mother. Yeah. So she's raising you. So who do you think I am? I am, oh, <laughs> I can do anything without a nigga. Like, that's just, yeah. and that is kind of. How she brought me and my sister up. Mm-hmm. Um, when she met my stepfather and they got married, he did, he never encouraged that, but he taught us so many things that most people would need a man to help them do. Right. And he taught us how to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. So he kind of doubled double down on yeah reinforced yeah, it like definitely real like reinforced it yeah. without even really encouraging it but yeah. just like you know but he did what he, was, he needed to do he yeah as a, he do was, as a father. As a, and that's the thing is that and, yeah. and i think that as a father because you know like i can change a tire i don't need to wait for triple a mm-hmm. i can do it myself now i have pretty nails and i'm not waiting for triple a not doing that, but I mean I'm gonna wait <laughs> no, for them. Gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna wait for wait. them. I'm gonna wait for them now because my nails look good. Uh-huh. But um, like it was, it was just certain things like when my car made certain sounds or if it was a clicking noise or how to check my oil and you know like don't let the mechanics talk to you like you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you know those were the things that my dad you know gave me and my sister. But it, again, as far as handling relationships with men, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like I I you know how last week I was saying or not even last week the episode I did not post Mm -hmm. when I was saying how I put men in boxes that was the beginning of me putting men in boxes and it was because it was really and truly based on the what you know the what you don't know the what you can do the what you cannot do Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like okay I'm never going to take this nigga seriously because he can't do this or I'm never going to take this nigga seriously because he can't do this and you know so it Everybody that comes into my life, a man, I I categorize I categorize them, them yeah. and put them in a box according to who they are based on how I was raised. Uh-huh. I, I I can't say that as an adult now that the way that my mama raised me and my sister when we were all alone before my stepdad came to the picture, I can't say that was healthy. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, she was always, her philosophy in life was never wait on a man to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and her saying that, I never waited for men to open doors. I pumped my own gas. Mm-hmm. And this is even when I was dating people. Mm-hmm. Like, I did everything. Mm-hmm. I never, I never allowed anybody to do anything for me. And now here I am, an old bitch who wants somebody to do stuff for me. That I never allowed anybody to do. <laughs> but you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. now that I'm older, these are the things that I want. Mm. But because I've never allowed anyone to do those things for me, how do I How do I find that? That's like, it's complete fucking total opposite of what I know to be my safe space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, 
But see, I applaud you for stepping out of that safe space and saying, you know what, even though this is not how I came up and how I was raised and what I'm accustomed to, this is what I seek and desire. Because who knows you better than you? Right. So now you have an idea of what it is that you're desiring and what it is that you need. It's finding that person or these persons right that will be able to provide that and then that also goes into what how they were raised what their insecurities are etc etc so i'm more of let me tell you this up front because anything that i'm secure insecure about nine times out of ten i've probably been teased about or bullied about or have made jokes myself about Uh so and i don't tell the deep dark stuff Right. You know, like my way, yeah, I'm a fat bitch, but I can still sit on your face. So what the fuck right. ever. Like, right. okay, whatever. Uh, you know, I recently got these scars on me from having a skin condition. I'm a little insecure about that because I've always had really nice skin, flawless skin. Um, but it's whatever with that, you know. But some of the deep, deep, dark stuff, like when we were talking about abandonment, about yeah, like yeah, 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 with that, you know, type of insecurity thing. Yeah, I don't discuss that up front. You just gotta learn me and know yeah. me and find that out yeah. um, when with some time that passes. But <laughs> when you were talking about meeting somebody and kind of and stepping out of that zone, like I feel like what. What what have I done to compromise? Right. And what have I done to settle? Yes. Because I've definitely done some settling in my life. I've done a whole but see for me, I've done a whole bunch of that. I've done a whole bunch of that under the guys that under the the <laughs> the fake ideology that you support your man even if he ain't working and um and and you support his dream. As long as he ain't a rapper. <laughs> Not supporting yeah. no rappers. Nigga. Not no four year old rapper. I have uh, been I have been dating musicians most of my life. No. I'm so sorry. so so there you know what that is. Yes. So you know and <laughs> and, and because I've always it felt felt a little more towards blue collar guys. You know they always have that dream. And so I've always I've always been that girl. If you don't take this trash out and get the fuck out of here, <laughs> girl. I cannot. I cannot. I can I mean, but it's. It's real. It's just, and the thing is that, but you, you know, if you grow up with the philosophy that, you know, you support your man and his dreams and the blah, 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 blah. And that was what I was living under uh-huh. for a very long time because that was me being a good girlfriend. And then I was like, uh, after a while, I was like, oh, this is some bullshit. Like, this is some for real, some bullshit. I've been supporting I want to go to Cancun. This is some bullshit. He need to get a job. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, so it come it comes to a point, and now you know. Of course, you know you got to for you to holler at me. I need for you to have a job. My God. Yeah. But like you know, my cousin will always say that coming up we were spoiled, and when she says that, it's like between my dad, my stepdad, dad, and her father. Mm-hmm. When I tell you between the two of them, them niggas can fix anything. Her dad, when the washing machine would break, he would be like, pull it out. Now, help me take this piece off. And he would just sit there and tinker with it till it was fixed. There you go. Like, he cooked. He took care of the kids. He went to work. He did everything mm-hmm. that my aunt did. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, coming up, seeing that as an example of a father, mm-hmm. oh, that was everything. Yeah. So then you know to come out here in the world and see But that was how many years ago? A million and a half. Okay. And and then, but that's what I'm saying is that but but for for that to be my vision mm-hmm. of what I see and for that to be my expectation. Mm-hmm. I know now cuz I'm in, I live in the real world. Yeah. But like <laughs> but like for that to be my expectation yeah. and I you come out here and the car break down and I'm asking you what does it sound like? And you looking at me, I'm like, what does the noise sound like? Right. And they will say, it's making this da-da-da-da-da sound. And I'll be like, it's probably the carburetor. And the, and the man looking at you, and I'll be like, my dad's a mechanic. But they looking at you because they don't know nothing about no cars. Like, I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's, but again, 
it's one of those things like so you know I all those things because I know that my family is very old school mm-hmm. I t- I have to totally wipe that vision out of my mind it's adjusting ideologies yeah very much so yeah very much because so. let's just be a thousand percent honest I'm 41 shit I'm 41 look at you yeah I've been telling people I'm 40 for the last month anyway um, <laughs> I know Unless, this is going to sound so fucked up, but I don't care. But it's probably true. Unless a man came from a two-parent household, he is probably not going to treat me in the manner in which I'm accustomed to be treated. Girl! That's keeping it a a soul a thousand percent. That's the truth. It's the truth, though. You know, what you said about stepdads and dads is true, because I had one for a couple of years, and he literally was like, this is what a nigga is supposed to do. Yes. And this anything less, we do not settle for. Yep, and that is exactly what I mean. You know, my it, I'm not gonna say that my biological father, my biological father spoiled me. I mean, we my when my mom and my biological dad broke up, I was like six. So you imagine being the the only kid in the house and being little princess. That was I was spoiled completely rotten. So I go from that to not having my dad around at all. And having no one around and then kind of being able to do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. because my mom was working two jobs and I'm watching my sister. So I'm pretty much kind of doing what I want to do to my stepdad coming in, clanking, clanking down on me uh-huh. a little bit, but instructing me and giving me things. He spoiled me too, to some degree, yeah. but it was, it was very strategic in the way that it was done with my parents at that point. Mm-hmm. But to recognize things that I should be doing and things that I should not be doing as a young lady when I am dating men. So, all of that, like, I'm a hot mess. And not a hot mess bad. No. But just like, but like you said, it's really about the adjustment of my ideology because I was treated a certain way and I need you to treat me that way. And if you don't, you have to hit the road, Jack. That's not really... Which means it's going to be a lot of hitting of the road. Yeah, I mean, the guys that already. Because they are just not... They lazy. Know, it's, they, it's some, sometimes I want to say they like They just don't know. No. Yes. It's literally in, in legit a situation where they don't know. When I... I am not, I am at the age where I'm not training nobody. Yeah. You either got it or you don't. And if you don't, then I ain't even mad at you. I'm just going to move on. But you can't be mad at me for moving on. Right. But I just think at our age, that is going to either be very hard pressed, unless it's going to sound very cliche, you either marry. Mm, right. You, uh got some type of past that I may not want to know about. You might be bisexual and if that's fine with you, okay, but that may not work for me. Right. Um, you on the down low, which is a whole another thing. Oh, God. We're in Atlanta. I can't talk about it right now. Um, or you're a great guy, a wonderful guy, an amazing guy, and 18 other bitches want you to. And I do not compete. This is not a marathon for me. This is not a race. Yeah. I'm either first place or I'm no place. Yeah, I don't I don't share either. Right. And so those are some of the things, like, unless you are a unicorn, like, now they're divorced men out there. But then I'm like, why y'all get divorced? What happened? To me, I'm really not even going to lie. The divorced men that I have met lately have been the worst. Hmm. They have been the absolute worst. She left for a reason. Yeah, I mean, not, but not even that she left for a reason or he may have left, but now you out here living your second teenage years. Oh, yeah. And ain't nobody got no like time. like a 19-year-old Yeah, again. you, you yeah. 15 all over again out this bitch. Don't, mm-hmm. stop. Don't do that. Yeah. That's bad, Grandpa. Yeah. Because you look stupid. But that, you know, as of late, those, the divorced men have been the worst. To me, they're worse than the niggas that ain't never, ever been married. <laughs> I'll give you an update if, uh, if they are or not. Depending <laughs> on how my conversation goes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's really one of it's really one of those things that for me I I have a have been adjusting my ideology but then when I adjust my ideology and I get involved with these men, then I start to question what well, am I settling? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you have that inner turmoil yeah. to be like, you don't want to feel as if you're settling. Mm-hmm. But then you like, is what I'm looking for even out there? I think that's might be where I'm at is whatever what I'm looking for either it exists in someone that I'm not giving a chance to right and that's the, we can talk about that in the next podcast people that you know are actively interested in you that you ain't giving a chance for whatever reason look at my face look I yeah. got a couple of them um, shit! <laughs> shit! Don't we all? We all got a couple of them. And we up. need to discuss why we're not doing. We'll talk about it next podcast. Yes. Or what definitely, we'll talk for, about that next podcast. Or what I'm looking for don't exist in the form I want it to exist in. It exists. Yeah. It just doesn't exist in the form that I want it to exist in. And but you, and, and okay, I'm gonna say this, and we've all we've discussed this ad nauseum, mm-hmm. but. All the things that I had growing up as a young girl that I saw my father and my uncle, mm-hmm. all exist in ghosts. He is that person. That's the type of guy he is. And that, for a for a long, long time, was the only reason I... Of course, yeah, he's cute. Okay. But, but those other things were really, like, set in me. Like, I got to get there. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I and that, and I might disagree, but I understand. I mean, but you, I mean, you can disagree. That's fine, because again, we have talked about him ad nauseum. But, um, but yeah, for a long time, and it was just things that I learned over time. Mm-hmm. Like he would say stuff, and I would be like, "What? Are you serious? Is that what you do?" And then that was those were the days that I'd be like, "Will you marry me? <laughs> Please marry me." I just I, I don't think I'm asking for too much. Like Lord, you're not going around asking me to marry us no more. I asked him two or three times. No more. We're done. Yeah, I mean, well, I, we don't even talk to each other. So. I know. <laughs> Concrete boxes, they work wonders. Oh yeah. Lord have mercy. You put them on the feet, girl. Yes. On the feet. Bottom of the ocean. Gone. Yep. Lake Lanier. Woo! You hang out with the rest of the Never coming back. You said Lake Ladea. Never coming back. But yeah, but that was a a lot of my attraction toward him Mm -hmm. was, yes, I thought he was attractive as a person, Mm -hmm. but the, um, his actual, the way that he was raised was how I was raised, and that played a huge part in me staying interested in him for as long as I did. That was really kind of the, that was the over the top part. And that's why I was like, Jesus is a comedian. Cause you would show me this to let me know that it exists. Like you were saying it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't exist in the form. You would show it to me that it exists in the form of the love. Yeah. But, but I don't have no table. access to, I don't have no access to it. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's like, so do what do I do? I continue to pursue that, that. No. No, not, not that in particular, but that ide- ideology. The ideology is always going to be there. Like I said, it's adjusting the ideology. Like, yeah. we, we're always going to have the ideology of what exactly it is we want. Right. It's adjusting the ideology. Like I said, there are men that I know are interested in you, and I know they're interested in me, that if we adjust our ideology, we might, might make it happen and it don't look like a settling it looks more like compromising right but it's an it's adjusting the mindset and it's seeing if okay you know for for some of the men that are interested in us that we've been like whatever gone somewhere get gone um maybe it's taking that chance and saying okay you've been begging all right now what yeah what, what you gonna do now what yeah pretty much yeah so we'll see. We'll keep y'all updated because Lord have mercy, I'm sick of it. And if I have another podcast where I have to rant and rave and vent for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you did. My, it, my whole uh, whole mode going to be activated. I'm not playing with these motherfuckers no more. Did. I did. I looked yeah. down at the time and it was 26 and I was like, I talked? Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was brief. This week, I was brief on that, but yeah, just I just think that you know, it's a lot. 
And I mean, and, and the thing is that I'm open to the process. Because if not, I would have deleted that pulled plenty of fish off my phone a long time ago. I'm open to the process. I just, you know, I, I have, I think as of late for me, what I have been feeling is that I miss being in love. I totally miss it. Mm -hmm. I loved it when it was. I mean, it was with the wrong person. But <laughs> I, it, I enjoyed that feeling, and I miss that feeling. So it's like, I know I want it back, but I don't... You want it with the right person. Though. Right, that's, and that's what I'm saying. I want it with the right person, so I don't want to just be involved with anybody just because... I'm because feeling a certain while way. You, while you love that feeling and it's a wonderful feeling, it is pure hell and heartbreak when you're not in that feeling. Yeah. After you went through it. Yeah. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Very much. The so. aftermath. Where's oh, Dr. Dre? Um, <laughs> working on detox. Yeah, <laughs> man, still. Um, yeah, so I'm just, so I, you know, I, I see that in, my, in myself and then I'm just like, like, I don't want, strange men to do romantical gestures for me because at that moment I want to feel romantical and then I'd be like the next day ew get away from me <laughs> because I am that person like I am a moments person like I, I don't think I have ever told this story aloud only people who were there know this story my friend was staying with me for the summer my best friend because she couldn't find a job and she had gotten a job um working with like a company that my mom knew or somebody. She spent the summer with us. She had a guy that liked her and he w came to see her and he brought his homeboy. He wasn't a bad looking dude, but he wasn't nobody I was interested in. And we all went to the beach and it was at night and the moon was high in the sky. Romantical. And it was full. Romantical. And I was in the water. I was standing in the water, I had on shorts. And I was standing in the water into my knees and they, his, they I don't know where they were. Uh -huh. They were out there too, but I just didn't know where they were. And me and him were standing there and we were just, we were just shooting the shit. Yep. We were standing there shooting the shit. And um, he came up behind me or something. And I was like, oh, why is he touching me? Like <laughs> in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, but it was like those the moon hit the right spot. Romantical. The water hit, came up. Romantical. And the next thing I know, we was making out in the middle of the water. Oh, like, no. I don't know this man. I don't like this man. Romantical. And then he came to my house the next day, and I didn't want to talk to him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and my sister. Oh, my you, were, you, were, you were moon drunk. My friend was like, you're being mean. And I was like, I don't like him. I was like, it was a moment. I said, I had a moment last night. I said, and I mean, it's nothing against him. Like, I'm not saying, like, he's ugly or, you know, there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> it's just that I'm, it's not me. And it was just, it was a, something that just happened. Romantical. Yes. So, like, I would look, I was moon drunk. I am, I'm susceptible to being moon drunk with men and then telling them to go on about their way and then they'd be like you devastated me in life i know there's about five niggas out there who i have done this to all my life and they are torturing women now because of me oh thanks <coughs> sorry mm. appreciate it typical for mm. me so mm. you know i just i don't want to be that i want to be with somebody I like and, and be moon drunk with them at all times. And for them to be consistent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that was a dig. Okay. Um, Ooh, I'm done. I'm done. And I'm ready to flip over and say, I am super mad. Like, I'm hyped up angry right now. Okay, well, it's still early and I can still drive all the way to my house so that you can have that conversation earlier than you won't. He don't get off till 11 and don't mind. Oh, shit, it don't matter. I'm gonna be up anyway because I'm angry. Right, that's what I was about to say. You're gonna and be, you I just. Can't gotcha i understand yeah. he's lucky on drive <laughs> <laughs> the thought has crossed my mind just be sitting in the driveway like this hey motherfucker girl i don't want to go i want to turn crazy tell me i've been there oh uh, i didn't do some drive-bys before girl i ain't doing no drive i could pull up in your driveway <laughs> what a, when you pull up I'm what the little boy say pull up uh, uh, on me yes. pull up on me <laughs> You took a DNA test. You 100%. That bitch. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. 
Bitch, I been it. Yeah. <laughs> you could have okay. you could have had a bad bitch. Right. <laughs> okay, y'all, we gonna go. Cause now we we just we just Lizzo sayings <laughs> now at this point. But I think that we will talk about the people that do want us that don't come in the right uh, Package. packages. Yes. That yes. don't come in the right packages. Mm. Because I'm a shallow hoe. I've said it a million, numerous times. <laughs> but um, we will I discuss that. Please, Lord, don't never let them hear this podcast. I'm be like, what? Yeah, Dude, that's going to Next me week is going to be interesting. Right. Of and, all um, the podcasts, I don't want them people to hear it, it will be next week's podcast. Yes, next week's podcast. So anyway, but we will be talking with y'all. Yes, have a wonderful week. Yes, please enjoy your weeks Thank and you be for safe, listening. people. We appreciate you listening. Buenas noches. Yes, buenas noches. Pose is coming on soon. All right. <laughs>